You're listening to the Quince podcast. As we close off the year, there's a growing uncertainty over where this pandemic, especially in the wake of a new variant, is headed. COVID cases in India are gradually increasing over the past 10 days, with more than 9000 cases reported in India over the past 24 hours alone, one of the highest spikes we have seen since the start of this month. Now there's a gradual upward trend in cases in Delhi and Maharashtra over the past 10 days, which has raised fears of a possible third wave in India. For example, Delhi witnessed an 86% rise in daily COVID cases with 923 new cases reported on 29 December alone. In Mumbai, another hotspot reported 2510 total cases, which is reportedly more than the total cases in Kerala. 400 infections were detected in Bengaluru, 514 in Kolkata, and 294 in Chennai on 29 December. And this surge largely stems from the highly mutated Omicron variant, which is more transmissive than earlier variants. But the total cases of Omicron are still below 1000. However, given that each case of Omicron is only detected after the samples are genome sequenced, which takes about a week to do, there is a possibility that this number is much much higher. So, for our last episode of 2021, we unpack the biggest story of the year with the following questions. At what stage of the pandemic are we in? Are we at the brink of a new wave? Joining me today to discuss the state of the pandemic in India is Vaishali Sood, the Quint and Quint Fits Health Editor. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. Welcome back to the podcast Vishali it's always good to have you here. Thanks Simrat it's a pleasure talking to you always. So now we are coming to the end of the year but and the cases so far at least since October was it was seeing seeming like we are in an endemic as such with but in November and we got this news of a new variant now with with Omicron uh, now making entrance in India. and we are also seeing this gradual increase in cases across india as well like i mentioned up top in the intro as well we are seeing cases spike in delhi mumbai kolkata chennai and all metros basically and fingers of course are being pointed towards this new variant so are we at the, at the verge of a third wave uh himat uh, you know as i was telling you when we were talking earlier it's uh, that sense of doom right you know we were having these conversations mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year and we're having the same conversation at the end of this year and uh, yeah. you know one one there was a lot of talk of india having entered the endemic stage of the disease um, you know a high zero positivity day, uh, rate and vaccination rate as it was going up was uh, beginning to paint a more positive picture of our um, standing in the pandemic but uh, as as they say you know everything is uh, uncertain when it comes to viruses because viruses mutate and that is what has happened with mm-hmm. omicron the latest virus of concern now whether this virus of concern will eventually prove to be good news or not is uh, is is to be seen but uh, currently if the if the question is are we headed towards a third wave that's what the data seems to be pointing towards 
a COVID tracker at Cambridge has recently pointed uh, to a similar, uh, you know, similar threat, and uh, where they've said that India will, is heading towards not within weeks but within days towards an intense but short-lived virus wave, third wave. Now, the word that I'm sort of latching on to is uh, short-lived. And uh, this has also been seen in South Africa, where the experts believe Omicron-led wave uh, peaked in two weeks. You know, where, since when it started, it's already peaked and the numbers have begun to go down. And so... Yeah, two weeks is a lot better than the two and a half months or three months almost that we had earlier this year right. due to Delta. So it is a little bit promising. That's that's a that's a better deal, I, I believe, at least. Right. In fact, there's a South Africa, the South African scientist whose interview I was reading, I think, in Washington Post, and so he's he's made this uh, analogy, and he says if the previous variants caused waves shaped like Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. Omicron is more like uh, we are scaling the north face face of Everest, but then the fall is also like coming down the side south side of uh, south face of Everest. So the fall is also just as dramatic. Okay. So that sort of gives you hope. Mm-hmm. Having said all of that, having said all of that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the number of people we have in India um, and our population and um, all these factors still make Omicron very much a reason to be worried about, um, you know, a reason to be concerned about. And uh, what what happens is, you know, even if the numbers go up and the initial, um, you know, symptoms are mild, at the end of the day, people who are immunocompromised, people who have health issues will still face severe disease from any virus and also then with Omicron. And these people will eventually sort of burden the healthcare systems. And we've seen what happens when healthcare systems get overburdened as they did during the second uh, brutal wave in India. Hmm. So, you know, knowing what we know of what happened to India during the second wave, we just cannot let our guard down. Uh, We are, as the data indicates, headed towards a third wave, but let's not make it a repetition of, you know, what happened during the second wave wave where hospital systems got overburdened, Um, people died waiting in the street, uh, gasping for breath. So let's let's be very, very cautious. Let's continue to mask up. Let's continue to up our vaccination rate, which has uh, become sluggish over the last few months. Hmm. And uh, just stay away from crowded places. Yeah. Now, it's been a month, it's been over a month now, of course, uh, since the Omicron variant was detected first in Botswana and then it was uh, recognized in South Africa, identified as a new variant in South Africa. What do we know so far a month in, month into this into this new variant? What do we know so far about it? We know that's a very mutated variant of uh, right. coronavirus, but what else have we right. known so far after that? Okay, so you know, as you said, Omicron was first reported from Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, this was somewhere around mid-November. But you know, experts say that it possibly jumped into a population in mid-October. That seems to be the possibility. It could be earlier. And concerns were raised when there was a spurt of cases in South Africa. Now, the reason why one is concerned, of course, about Omicron is that it's the most heavily mutated version of the coronavirus found so far. Hmm. And uh, what makes it concerning, as you said, is an unusual constellation of mutations. Uh, It makes it very different from the other variants that have circulated. 
the 32 of these mutations that are in the spike protein. And uh, remember, spike protein is what the vaccines target. And of these, 10 are on the receptor binding domain. That's a part of the virus that makes first contact with our body's cells. Uh, you know, Delta had two mutations in this part and uh, Omicron has 10. So, of course, it raised a lot of concern uh, regarding transmissibility and uh, its immune escaping uh, powers against both uh, vaccination and previous infections. Hmm. Now, there's also over the last one month, you also have data that seems to indicate, early data that seems to indicate that some of the vaccines will not be as effective in protecting against Omicron. And these include the five-star mRNA vaccines and the yeah. AstraZeneca vaccine that's sold in India as Covishield. But the same studies have also indicated that booster doses and specifically booster of mRNA vaccines will greatly increase protection. Mm-hmm. And this is irrespective of what your primary dose is. So if you've had two shots of Covishield or uh, you've had two shots of mRNA, a third uh, a booster shot of mRNA would help you nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Now, there's more study, and that is um, very positive data and very positive information that's uh, been released just yesterday. Um, so all these studies that I've just quoted you, uh, Himmat, so far have been uh, largely studying the antibody response um, to Omicron of these vaccines. But a new study seems to indicate that, you know, there's another type of protection called the T-cell protection. Hmm. And scientists believe that T-cell protection will continue to protect against uh, severe disease, even with Omicron. And uh, this is the latest study that has been published in Nature. And that's really good news because, you know, while your antibody protection may fall, your T-cells will continue to protect you against severe disease. And that's precisely what vaccines are meant to do. They're not meant to prevent infections. They're meant to prevent severe disease. And so this is really good news that's just come out uh, yesterday. And it's a, it's a new study that's been published in Nature. And so it sort of seems to bring some amount of hope, uh, uh, you know, as we discover more about Omicron. Yeah. Now, as you said, with the entrance of Omicron as well, we this discussion on booster doses has triggered worldwide. We are seeing the US and the UK and, and most European countries as well, uh, allowing an uh, administration of a third dose or a booster dose as such. But uh, in India, that debate was a bit sluggish and took months at least for the union health ministry and uh, the panel as well the advisory panel as well to come to a a decision and recently they came to the conclusion that a third dose a quote-unquote precautionary dose will be administered to those over the age of 60 with comorbidities and uh, to frontline workers and healthcare workers and they will be uh, vaccinations will finally also start for uh, those between the ages of 15 and 18 so far but I want to come to this precautionary dose thing. There's a debate right. uh, now on the efficacy of a third dose of the same vaccine. Like we have had guests on, on the Quint as well, like Dr. Shahid Jamil, uh, right. who said that the platforms on which uh, of uh, the vaccines which we have in India, which is Covishield or the vaccine, they're not the best candidate when it comes of a third booster dose. But there are some reports who are saying the opposite. So can you tell us where that debate stands at the moment in terms of this precautionary dose Right. Himak, you know, the debate on booster doses in India is vague and the reason for that vagueness is lack of data, right? You know, if you haven't studied booster doses uh, of the vaccines that are available in in India, then how do you make any statement with um, certainty? 
uh, unlike the mRNA vaccines that have been studied and the data has been shared publicly and then the booster doses have been approved in the US, we have no study that indicates or that shows that the third booster uh, dose of um, Covishield or Covaxin will work. There are studies that are ongoing, but in the lack of, you know, mm-hmm. when you're staring at lack of data, you need to come up with terms to justify your booster policy and hence the term precautionary dose and not booster dose as the world is calling it because we don't as i said <laughs> repeatedly we don't have the data to call it uh, a booster dose now uh, you know and it's not just it's not just that we are late to collecting data we are so late that uh, scientists and uh, recruiters are finding it hard to find people to take part in the studies Recently, Dr. Gagandeep Kang um, in an interview said that they were not able to recruit enough or they're finding it difficult to recruit uh, people who've taken two doses of Covaxin for a mixed uh, dose regimen study that uh, Christian Medical College Valora is carrying out. So um, in the face of all of this, India has come out with a booster, a precautionary dose policy, as we call it. But we still don't have a clarity on what this uh, precautionary dose will be. You know, whether whether we're looking at the third dose of uh, the same primary vaccine that we got. Are we looking at yeah. next vaccine booster? We don't have that clarity right now. Uh, that clarity will emerge, I believe, 10th January is when we'll start rolling out our booster program. Uh, the good news, I mean, I don't know if you can call it good news, but the two platforms that do seem to... Um, uh, are likely to work well as boosters for Covishield are the two uh, protein vaccines that have just got the approval in India, which is Covax and Covax. So you know that's where we are. But again, again, Emma, those vaccines have they been studied against Covishield or Covaxin? We don't know that yet. So you know, while theoretically they would they should work as good boosters, we don't have data to back it up. Yeah, there was apparently apparently like a bumper sale on vaccines. We got two new vaccines in India and the approval of an antiviral drug, Molnupiravar, on the same day, which is which was right. very rare when it comes to India, uh, India's Union Health Ministry as such. Uh, so can you tell us about more about these two new vaccines, which is uh, Corbivax and Covavax? So, uh, Himat, both Covavax and uh, Corbivax are protein subunit vaccines. So, uh, Covax is being produced in India by Serum Institute. We do know that they have a capacity to produce um, millions of doses, and they've uh, turned uh, that around and they've proven that with Covishield. So, the approval of Covax is really good news in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just to explain it a bit, Covax is a protein subunit vaccine that targets the spike protein of the COVID virus and um, essentially to help uh, the body develop immunity against the virus. And it's also a two-dose vaccine. Mm-hmm. I think the ga- dosage gap approved in India is 21 days. Okay. Um, unlike other vaccines, it uses a different platform. And uh, it is produced by creating an engineered peculo uh, virus containing a gene for a modified uh, SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Uh, Earlier vaccine efficacy, this is pre-Omicron days, was seen to be around 90%. Now, we don't know what what has changed uh, with this vaccine against Omicron, but that that was the last efficacy data that is available, and that's really good data. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Now, to, to point out to certain problems with this vaccine, there were bridging trials that Serum Institute of India was carrying out in India uh, for this vaccine. Uh, just, just to remind people, COVAX is produced in India by Serum Institute, but has been developed by a US-based biotechnology company called Novavax. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these bridging trials were being carried out in India, are being carried out in India, but we don't have that data publicly available with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that seems to be an issue every time in India, right? Whenever we talk about data, we also talk about lack of it yeah. <laughs> that is available for public scrutiny. Having said that, COVAX seems to be a good vaccine. It seems to be a solid vaccine and could really add to the bouquet of vaccines that India has. And one hopes that this data is, you know, shared very soon with us uh, to bring that uh, sense of, uh, you know, data transparency and awareness amongst the public. And it is also a vaccine that is being tested against children in India. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's being tested in children uh, five years and above. So currently in, ch- in, in children, only co-vaccine has been approved, uh, has been ruled out. Although Zytus has also been approved, but uh, uh, co is the only one that will be given out for 15 to 18 year olds currently. So mm-hmm. Covax could potentially add to the bouquet of vaccines available to children um, as we go ahead. Uh, the second vaccine is Corbivax, again, a protein subunit vaccine, similar technology as Corvax, similar. Um, and uh, it has been produced by a Hyderabad-based pharmaceutical company called Biological E. And it is India's uh, first indigenously developed uh, RBD protein subunit vaccine. So, you know, that's something to be proud of. Okay. Uh, but then again... The question that I bring <laughs> the point the point that you I bring you back to with each of the vaccines that we've discussed so far we don't have publicly available data of its efficacy and how it uh, you know how what the clinical trial that they've carried out uh, what the results have been we don't have that data publicly shared yet. Okay, so if if I'm getting this right, we are at a point in the pandemic and at the end of the year where we have rising cases we have. Uh, two new vaccines. We have also a new uh, anti-COVID pill called Molnupiravir, right. and we have uh, booster doses approved. Finally, we have vaccinations going for children. But encompassing all of that, we are still under the shadow of lack of data. So we don't That's know right. how many cases we have right now of Omicron in India. We don't know right. how effective these vaccines will be, or like when they will be rolled out finally, and. Uh, yeah, so it's a bittersweet moment. Would you say, right. would you say that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, this is not the conversation I want to have with you for the year-end podcast, Himmat. Uh, yeah. You know, you, we didn't want to be talking about uh, Omicron yeah. or uh, coronavirus and vaccines. I mean, we should have been talking about vaccines and how well they've uh, the uptake has been and how everyone's vaccinated yeah. and, you know, we're moving towards intimacy and normal life. But that's not the conversation we're having right now. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but you know the the important thing is that we need to increase our vaccination rate, and then we also need to have a solid booster program based on good data, and uh, that's what we need to be working towards, and that's what we need to be looking at as we go ahead. We do have uh, now nearly fifty percent uh, double vaccination rate in India, and the single dose uh, rate is going up slowly. So we need to focus on mm-hmm. getting everybody vaccinated. 
and uh, you know and that includes at some point children um, you know when the data is available and you know the 15 to 18 year old vaccines are going to roll out uh, within a few days so we need to get that vaccine into as many people as possible and we need to continue to take extreme precautions we need to continue to be wary uh, that the pandemic is not behind us and uh, we need to continue to stay away from public gatherings and you know the lessons the the wounds are too raw right now um the second wave wounds have uh, not healed uh, for anyone in india it was brutal mm. the, the amount of loss that we all saw was brutal so one hopes lessons have been learned and uh, you know one is cautious and this is not the same conversation we are having in 2022 of course well that's very well said and that also brings us to the end of the podcast and uh, thank you so much vishali for taking out the time and uh, joining us for the big story podcast hey, thank you so much emmat okay. and a happy new year to you and a happy new year to you and to our listeners as well so if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story podcast for episodic updates we are available on apple google podcast spotify geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story for episodic updates we're available on apple google podcast spotify geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quint website and for any feedback please shoot an email to podcast@thequint.com Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.